settle into the awareness of your sitting posture, relaxing back into the body, feeling yourself sitting, an occasional note of sitting, sitting, to help keep you connected to the feeling of the body. Letting the mind open to the awareness of sounds. Simply hearing whatever sounds appear and disappear. Not concerned with the concept about what's making the sounds, but just the bare experience of hearing the vibration of sounds. Let the mind be open like space. And connect with the feeling of each breath as it appears and changes. The sensations of each breath appear spontaneously as a function of in-breathing and out-breathing. Connect with those sensations wherever you feel the most easily. The sensations of the air as you test the nostrils. The sensation of the movement in the chest or abdomen sensation of the breath as it goes throughout the body. Make an appropriate note if it's helpful. Wherever you feel the breath, either as in, out, or rise and fall. Connect with the beginning of the breath and sustain the attention for the duration of just half a breath, just the in, or just the rising. And reconnect and sustain the attention for the next half breath, out or falling, half breath at a time.
when sensations in the body become particularly predominant and a calling your attention away from the breathing, open to the feeling of those sensations. Recognizing what kind of sensations they might be, heat or cold, vibration, tightness, pressure. Relax into the awareness of them, feeling them, noticing how they change. Do they get stronger? Do they get weaker? Do they shift in position? Simply being with their unfolding process without attachment to the pleasant, without aversion to the unpleasant. Practicing that mirror-like wisdom of the mind. When sensations are no longer predominant, Again, reconnect with the breath, closely, carefully. See how quickly you can be aware of thoughts or images arising in the mind, keeping the attention alert. As soon as you become aware of a thought or image, you can note thinking or seeing. And notice what happens to that thought or image in the moment of noticing. Does it continue? Does it fade away? Does it disappear quickly? Notice when in the thought process you become aware of it. Are you mindful after the thought is already finished? To become mindful in the middle? at the very beginning. Simply to refine your attention with how things actually are.
if you become aware of particularly repetitive thought patterns, give a specific label for that pattern. Planning, judging, fantasy, remembering. Include today the awareness of the different kinds of emotions that may arise. Feeling happy, sad, bored, interested, fear, anger, joy, love. Whenever a strong emotion (coughs) or mind state becomes predominant, open to the awareness of that emotion as an object of attention. It's very strong. Notice the feeling in the body. Notice the thoughts associated with it. And notice the particular emotional flavor, mind flavor, of that specific emotion. Noting it, being with it, feeling feeling it, opening to it. Staying mindful without drowning in it. Letting it wash through. And again coming back to the body, to the breath. stay particularly alert for the arising of the five hindrances, those particular mind states and emotions of desire or wanting, of aversion or irritation, ill will, sleepiness or dullness, restless feeling, agitation, in the doubting mind. Simply to note, to acknowledge, to be with, to see their empty nature as well. If it gets too confusing, you're not sure what to note, what to be with, 
can always come back to the simplicity of the awareness of the body, simply sitting, opening to sounds, and feeling each half breath.
If you find the mind distracted by sound, open to hearing, let it in rather than try to keep it out. Noting the quality of it either being pleasant or unpleasant. Notice any reactions or thoughts. Coming back to bare awareness. Feeling the breath within that same open space, but hearing sound.
you have any questions about your practice? I first I would keep the noting very simple and so with each breath I would simply note if you're using the noting simply in and out or rise or fall keeping in mind that you'll always notice more than you note. So it's not that you have to put an actual note on everything you experience within the breath. You just use a general note of in and then notice all the whole range of phenomena within that. So you don't have to kind of search for a particular note for the phenomena that arise within the course of an in-breath or an out-breath. You're just noticing and being with it as it presents itself, not trying to figure it out, not trying to see where it's come from. If you see that the breath seems to just cycle around without a definite end to the in and beginning of out, that's fine. You just notice that that's how it is. If with other breaths you see the definite beginning, end and beginning, that's fine. You simply notice that that's how it is. It's not that one is more desirable than the other. And so keep the, keep the noting very simple. And then it's just noticing all the many variations that will happen. Um, for now, for now, I would keep, in a way, I would keep the investigation lower and the development of the concentration higher. Because otherwise it'll tend towards discursivity. trying to what? Okay, when you're doing metta, there's no particular need to synchronize it with the breath at all. In fact, if you do or it happens naturally, it's fine. It's not a problem if it's in in sync, but there's no need for it to be. 
synchronized. And so when you're doing metta, the main focus should be on the phrases, on the image of the person, on the feeling, and really you can be ignoring the breath. So what did you end up doing? Uh-huh. And then what happened? Okay. I mean, if some phenomena like that happens and you just find you can't stay easily with the metaphrases because something else is just so strong and you can't really ignore it, doing just what you did sounds fine. Just coming back to it and feeling it and opening it. The practice is very simple. It's just noticing what's happening. So always come back to that simplicity. I mean, as you'll notice, and probably have noticed already, and will continue to notice, the incredible tendency of the mind to complicate things, which is natural. It's It's just what the mind does. But if one reminds oneself in the midst of confusion or struggle or, you know, just to remind yourself, oh yeah, just come back to what's happening. And in the simplest way, just coming back to yourself sitting. Manindra, my, my first teacher, used to say, if you sit and you know you're sitting, the whole of the Dharma will be revealed. So, you can't get simpler than that. Just sit and know you're sitting. But, the knowing that you're sitting is the operative phrase there, rather than sitting and spacing out. So the question was that toward the end of a sitting, if you're feeling her body slumped over, noticing the desire to move, is there a way to actually move without breaking uh, the rhythm, the continuity of mindfulness? Uh, I think it is fine to actually straighten the body at that point. What I would do is notice the slumped position and, and feel the sensations of being the tightness of the pressure, the constriction, note that. You could note the unpleasantness of it. You could note the intention to straighten. And you could notice the actual movement of the straightening. So it's all done mindfully, rather than you feel slumped over. And then before you know it, you've moved. And so you're just including that in the care you know, of the continuous attention. Uh, and that seems fine. If you find yourself doing that 20 times a sitting, 
then you might want to make some kind of resolve beforehand. May my body stay straight, or the intention not to move for a period of time, even if you're slumped over. Right? So you just have some period of time where you're really holding the posture. It it need not be the whole hour, but you're not continually stagnant. Okay, last question. I don't think there's a definitive answer to that question. The, the, the question was that sometimes you slump over and it's actually quite comfortable in that. So it's the discomfort is not the problem, but is it better to straighten up? I think the general guideline, and probably different traditions would answer that question differently. So if you were in a Zen session, you'd probably get whacked. (laughs) The Burmese are a little more slumpy. (laughs) So different different cultures have... But I would say to let the measure be how clear and mindful you are. Because sometimes you could be slumped over, and this, this can happen. People can be in a very deep, concentrated state, and for a variety of reasons, their body is tilted or slumped a bit. But the samadhi is really strong and clear. So to stay with that for some time, I think, is not a problem. When it starts to feel like that's really constricting something, then you might straighten. But you could also be in that kind of comfortable position, not with great concentration and clarity, kind of in a... smoothy, comfortable, <laughs> you know, quasi-dreamlike state, then stretching the posture would be really desirable because it brings more energy. So it really depends on the quality of the mind. Okay, uh, I just wanted to remind you, I think Neoshin had announced this already, that uh, on alternate days, Amy and Annie, the two resident teachers, will be sitting in on my interviews as a way of further teacher training, which is very valuable. And also, if for those of you who feel uncomfortable with that, uh, that's fine, you should just leave me a note, and then they won't be there for that interview. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.